Hey everyone, it's your host Zoe Blasky and welcome to this week's episode of the Motherkind Podcast, the show that's going to help you navigate the massive challenges of life as a modern mother with more confidence and clarity. I am buzzing for this episode because it was recorded live at the Baby Show with Little last weekend. The Baby Show is the UK's largest and best-loved pregnancy, baby and parenting event where Motherkind was the official podcast partner. I was lucky enough to sit down on stage in front of a packed audience with Kate Ferdinand. Kate is mum to Cree. She is stepmum to footballers Rio Ferdinand's three children. She is the founder of Blended, author of How to Build a Family, which is out on the 11th of May, and the children's book, The Family Tree, which is out on the 8th of June. I highly recommend Kate's podcast called Blended, where she speaks to a range of experts, celebrities and families exploring the stories of relationships and families bound by love, no matter what their circumstances are. It is a beautiful podcast. Go and check it out if you don't know it already. In this live episode, we talk about her pregnancy, building a blended family, how she lost herself in motherhood, what advice she wished she'd had, and how she's learned to be kinder to herself in motherhood. Because this is a live podcast, it might sound a bit different than normal and you can hear the show going on in the background, but I think that will just make it feel like you were there. At the end, you're going to get a little bonus because Kate's 11-year-old Tia asks her a live question from the audience and it is pretty hilarious. So definitely hang on till the end for that. Live podcasts are something I'd love to do more and more of. So if you liked this, please do let me know and hopefully we can do some more. My dream is that we have hundreds of our Motherkind community in a room and we're recording live podcasts together really regularly. So let me know what you thought. Here it is. Well, Kate, I'm so excited. This is a live episode of the Motherkind podcast, so we're going to release this next week. It's just such a joy to have you here. Thank you, Kate. Thank you so much for having me. It's sort of perfect that we're here at the baby show, given that you are pregnant. How are you feeling? I'm actually feeling pretty good at the moment, but, you know, it's up and down when you're pregnant, isn't it? Some days are great and some days are just pure exhaustion, but today's a good day. Maybe because not all the kids are here. Oh, Tia's here. Oh, she's asked me to give her a shout out. My daughter, Tia, Tia, she's in the front row. (laughs) Hey, Tia. Tell us about the uh, gender reveal. Well, the gender reveal. I'm having a girl and we're so excited. Was Bedlam. If you've got four children of all different ages, one was hysterically crying. I was choking. The, The cake actually got stuck in my mouth and I was choking. Tia was just prancing around the space, excited that it was a girl. It was just, it was madness. How are you feeling about having a girl? You know what? I haven't really taken it in, but we've got a house full of boys and me and Tia are really outnumbered. So it's exciting for us. How do the big kids feel about having another, another member of the family? Five kids. Um, so when you say that, I'm like, oh my Sorry, God. Sorry, I, I won't add them up. Five kids. Am I crazy? You know, our house is like just a crazy house. It's full of fun and laughs and madness. And Cree was, when he came, we were all a bit nervous because it was my first biological child. I didn't really know how he'd fit into the mix. But he was just such a joy and it's brought us all so much closer. So we're all just really excited, really. And the kids said to me today, we talked about going on holiday and they said, the first three months you're a bit off, aren't you, Kate? So we'll write them off. (laughs) 
<laughs> I obviously know that for the first three months, I'm just away with the fairies. But apart from that, we're all excited. You're meant to be. In the fourth trimester, you are meant to be away with the fairies, in that bubble, aren't you? Completely. And it's going to be such a busy time because you also have a book out on the 11th of May. Two books out on the 11th of May. How to Build a Family. And what's the second one called? The Family Tree. Amazing. Why did it feel so important to write those? I started Blended as a community for like blended families because when I come into this family, I kind of felt like I didn't really know where to turn or what to do. And I wanted a handbook and it wasn't really there. So I've got lots of stories of all different types of people because I can't give, I've only got one experience of coming into a family as a stepmom and they've lost their mum. And I just wanted something that people could turn to when they're struggling. And also like a, a voice that reassures you as well because parenting is hard. Being a blended family is tough at times, but it is also amazing. So yeah, that's the parents book. And also I've got a children's book coming out called The Family Tree because it is a bit weird to hear might tell you when daddy comes home and says, I've got a girlfriend. It's a bit of an awkward chat. And it's about just making those chats a little bit easier and normalizing blended families because they're a really high percentage now. And a lot of books are just the standard mum, dad and biological children. Yeah, you're so right. Like it's more the norm. The stats are it's more normal to be in a blended family now. And yet, Almost, I feel like before your podcast and your book that's coming, there wasn't that much out there. It's kind of mad if you think about that, but it's the normal experience for so many families. Absolutely. And I didn't really realise how much it was needed until we'd done it. I know that I felt quite alone in some of my experiences, but I didn't realise that other people felt the same. So I'm just so pleased that it's helping me, it's helping my family, and it's helping so many other people as well. Yeah, it really is. And I guess now at this point, you've spoken to so many incredible experts, tons of different breadths of types of families. What are some of the most powerful things that you've learned about blended families? Well, that's a hard question. Sorry. Um, just that we're all different and it's okay to be different. I think you compare yourself on Instagram, you think everyone's got everything going perfectly and it's okay. Things aren't meant to be perfect every day of the week and that's okay. And just to take the good times with the bad times. And it normally always does work out. Are there a couple of things that you've done, maybe like a tool or a thought that you have that really helps you when it does feel really intense? I interviewed Dr. Marta and she told me just lay on the floor. She said, if you're really struggling, just lay on the floor for five minutes. Every now and then the kids come in and I might just be laying on the floor. And I really find that helps. I know it's really random. Just having a minute. And I think as parents, you know, you want to put your kids first. Your kids are number one. And sometimes you end up just being overwhelmed. So just to really take time for yourself as well, even if it's just a walk or just sitting in the other room in peace for three minutes. Just do it. Yeah, I'm well up for lying on the floor. Do you know what happened to me, though? My three-year-old would come and sit on my head. No, you have to lock the door. <laughs> you didn't mention <laughs> you that did, Sorry, you didn't lock the door the if possible. Because, listen, you can't have a shower in peace. There's just... People come in all the time. I'm looking at Tia as I say that. There's no shower in peace. So I announce when I need some peace now. I'm going for a shower, guys. I'd really like to get through my shower or I might just start coming in on your showers and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to give it. you a peaceful shower. <laughs> 
And so what are some of the things? Because I heard you say in an interview somewhere that you had no idea what it would take to build a blended family. And do you feel like with your work through Blended, you have a sense now of what it does take? What are some of the ingredients? You know, it's really funny. I thought about this the other day and me and Ria were talking and we said, touch wood, we've done pretty well. How have we got here? Because there's been so many hurdles and so many things that have been really difficult and challenging. Don't get me wrong, so many amazing things as well. The only thing we could think of was just consistency, being consistent with the children and our approach, being together as one in unison, standing together against everything. Like it's kind of us against the world <laughs> and love. I can't think that it's anything, not like a particular thing we've done, just leading with a heart, consistency and just being a team really. That's really beautiful. When you Ooh, sound like Oprah there. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Consistency is really interesting because that is what the psychologists tend to tell us, right? If we're in a blended family, try and make it consistent between the two. But I know the reality for loads of people in a blended family, particularly if they're going between homes or multiple homes, that can be really hard when people do do it differently. Like I do it differently to my husband and we're in the same house. How does someone handle that? That is really hard. It is difficult when children are going between households. Obviously, I don't have experience of this, but I have spoke to quite a few experts. And I think it's just that it's consistent when it's in your house. So when the child comes to you, they know how they're going to feel and how they're going to be treated. That's what I've learned from all the experts that I speak to. It's so true that just what's in our control, isn't it? Like what's in our control? We, what we can we do? And then let the rest of it go. Just as a woman, sometimes I want to control everything. As a parent, you want to control even more. And sometimes you just have to let it go because that adds more anxiety sometimes. It's the easiest thing in the world to say, hardest thing in the world to do, isn't it? Takes work. And I haven't quite nailed it yet. I still want to know everything, but it's a work in progress. A quick word from this week's sponsor, Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 from Athletic Greens well over a year ago now. I originally started because I wanted more energy and I wanted to look after my health more proactively. And I've got to say, it has done all of that and more. And lots of you are very, very kind and saying that my skin has been looking good on Instagram when I've been sharing recently. And I put that down 100% to Athletic Greens. So AG1 is a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, basically all the things that I can hardly say in one breath. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and I can see why. It is incredible and it even tastes nice too. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash motherkind. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash motherkind to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So what advice would you have for anyone here or who's listening who is maybe about to be in a blended family, is building a blended family, or maybe is thinking about, you know, that's an option for all of us in the future. What advice would you have? Right. <laughs> okay. Don't be too hard on yourself because things are going to go wrong. Like any family, shit happens. Sorry, dear. And you can think it's the end of the world, but no one is perfect. So just keep going, lead with the heart and make time for you. I think in the early days, 
I prioritise everyone apart from me. And then it got to a point where I was struggling to continue. So I think really making that time for you and leading with a heart. But it is going to be tough. I'm not sitting here saying it's, you know, all family life is hard. But it's just taking the good with the bad. And also finding joy in like the small moments. Sometimes we always look to these big kind of fleeting moments for greatness. But try and find happiness in the smaller things. What you said, I just want to underscore because it was my experience as well. And I think so many new parents do it. And I think it's really important is that in those early months and early years, it's so easy to forget about us. What was the cost to you when you did that? You said, I, I almost found it hard to carry on. What was that? What did that look like? I just got to a point where I physically felt like I was having a bit of a mini breakdown. I was just struggling with normal tasks. And I realized that I really needed to take some time for me. I lost myself. I didn't even know how to dress. When I look back, I was like, who even is this person? Like, I just forgot about everything that was normal to me because I was so worried about keeping everyone else happy. And don't get me wrong, that is a priority. But you are also a priority as well. I think that's so important. If there's one message I could give to new parents, it would be that one, to do something for you. What are some of the things? I know you love your Pilates, don't you? You talked about lying on the floor. What are the other things that you do that make you feel like you again? I love Pilates. I like going to the gym. I've done that for years. And although it can feel like a task before you go sometimes, it's just like 45 minutes where I don't have to think about anything apart from oh my god am I going to be able to finish this plank or am I going to be able to do this and I find that that's really good for my mind walking I love just fresh air and having a shower in peace maybe is a good one it's the but basics that, that's not often it's the basics right I wanted to ask you because your children obviously span such a big age range do you read parenting advice I know you have amazing people on the podcast or do you sort of lead more intuitively, like you're saying, lead from the heart? Don't get me wrong. We're not perfect. Like, we're not perfect parents. No one is. The kids are 16, 14, 11, and two. And there's another one coming. So we parent them all differently. I mean, I think one thing we do is we just speak to them and we just ask them and communicate with them about how they're feeling and just go with it that way. Obviously, there's times we don't agree. And I do get lots of advice from experts, but kind of just lead with our intuition. We do disagree sometimes and we come to an agreement. But, you know, kids are hard, especially teenagers. The older they get, I always thought babies were hard. And then teenagers come along and it's a whole nother ball game. <laughs> At least, you know, the babies are asleep in bed. That's true. I think it's different hard. Lots of people say to me that those early years are more physically demanding of you because you are exhausted and then the later years are more emotionally demanding. That's exactly it. Exactly. It's like the more worry on the brain. Like with Cree, he goes to bed. I know he's asleep. I know he's probably dreaming about like cars or chocolate or milk or something. And I don't really have to think about him. It's just like asleep. Whereas with the big ones, you think, are they okay? What's going on at school? They've been a bit quiet today. You know, your mind's in overdrive. They're going out and oh, it's... How do you quiet in your mind? You seem like, I don't, I don't know you very well at all, but you seem like the sort of person who's constantly thinking and maybe worrying about, is everyone okay? Is there anything that you do that helps you feel more confident, present, grounded? I'm the biggest worrier. Like, I you can think, tell, Kate. Can, oh, God. Oh, I'm meant to be working on it. But I do worry about everyone. 
I've always been that way. I've started doing like a gratitude journal. Every morning I wake up a bit before the children and I write in the things that I'm grateful for and what I'm looking forward to in the day. And I fill it in at the end of the night. And it's helped me just focus on the good things and what's important rather than worrying about tiny little logistics. Also, I've been easier on myself. When I was pregnant with Cree, I was trying to do every activity with the kids, failing, trying to work, trying to do everything. And this time around, I'm just like, I'm just going to take it easy. I'm going to be as present as I can for my children and go to horse riding and go to football where possible. But I can't do everything. That's helping. But I still do worry a little bit. It's natural to worry. It's natural to worry. But I think that's so important what you just said about being kinder to yourself. And obviously that's where the name of my podcast came from, right? Because that was one of the things that I struggled with the most. I constantly was beating myself up that I wasn't doing it right, comparing myself. How have you done that? How have you actually been kinder to yourself this time around? I've just had to let go. I've got to be honest, because it's actually stressful being so worried all the time. The worry's a worry and it just all becomes too much. So I've just had to let go. And honestly, it's like the best thing ever. I just feel so much more relaxed. I recently spoke to Rhea about my first pregnancy and he said I was like Godzilla. And even I heard Tia him said, say that. <laughs> he said it on the podcast, yeah. didn't he? And even Tia said, You've been you're different this pregnancy. So hopefully I'm just a bit more chilled maybe it's second time around maybe I know what's coming I'm not as worried about the integration of the kids because I've already had a biological child so maybe it just feels easier and I'm just going with it I was so worried about my body last time I was so worried about everything like how am I going to look oh my god and obviously I had a miscarriage in the middle and now I'm just grateful to be carrying a healthy baby and it's just put everything into perspective for me I suppose yeah, it's really interesting to hear you say that because sometimes it can go the other way, can't it? But it can create more worry and anxiety. But I'm loving that you're focusing so much on just the gratitude. Don't get me wrong. There are moments of panic and worry, but I'm trying my best because it is hard. You know, being pregnant, you don't feel something for a little while or you get a bit sick and you panic. Like It's natural. We all just want to deliver a healthy baby. But I'm, I'm just trying. I'm trying hard <laughs> to just be grateful. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you about body image because that is something that so many women struggle with, right? You look in the, in the mirror, maybe in the hospital or when you get home and you don't recognize your own body, right? Yeah. What I was that, that like for you? I was just a little bit shocked. I've got to be honest. That I feel like no one really told me that I was going to look like this or that I was going to feel like this. And it's kind of like an out-of-body experience. You've lost everything you know as you. Don't get me wrong, you've gained a beautiful life and it's like the best feeling ever. But who is that? Because that is not what I thought I was going to be seeing. And then you look over at your partner and they're just looking lovely and the same. And I had a little bit of... I was a little bit jealous of Rhea. I remember he went to work and he put aftershave on and he just went, bye, babe. And I was sitting there in my pyjamas like, what's happened to me? Like, oh my gosh. But it's tough for a woman. I think we go through a lot. And I've just tried to be open with people so that everyone knows my experience. That's something that I struggled with. I remember looking on Instagram and seeing someone that just given birth, that these tight leather trousers on. And then I thought I was going to be doing the same. And I was literally in my pajamas for six weeks. So I think it's important to share the reality. Like 
I don't plan on getting out of my pyjamas before six weeks this time either because I'm just going to have a baby. I'm having a C-section because I had to have an emergency one last time. And that's okay. You can't look good all the time. It's more than okay. I would say like, amen to that. It's all about those six weeks in the PJs. You know, in so many cultures other than ours, that is what happens. And people bring you food and they look after you and they nurture you because it's such a time of depletion and your body's completely depleted. So I think that sounds like an absolutely incredible idea. Yeah. <laughs> Quite looking forward to it, actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> embrace it. Embrace it. And how did you find feeding last time? Because I know that's something that so many new parents struggle with. I was felt a lot of pressure to breastfeed, but I, I didn't really want to. And I was a bit worried about the big kids worrying again, that they were a bit funny about me maybe breastfeeding because they're teenage boys. I was also worried about how I would manage that with having three other children as well. So I decided to bottle feed. And for me, everyone's different, but that worked well for me. I felt like the kids could help, Rio could help and... I mean, it's your own preference, but it gave me a little bit more time and a little bit more help because I know breastfeeding. I salute anyone that does because I know it's tough. Yeah, I found it really tough. And there were so many things that people didn't tell me about breastfeeding. I didn't know about mastitis. I didn't know about all the... It's really hard. I don't know about any of that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's not to know. That's not to know, maybe. just saying that, I think there's so many things that people don't tell you. You're so prepared up until you have the baby and you know about the birthing plan, you know about this, and then the baby comes and it's like no one's prepared you for what happens after. Right, Kate, we're going to do a public service now. What are some of the things that you wished people had told you that you can tell everyone here? Oh, God. I don't know. It's a bit graphic. Well, number one, I had an emergency C-section. I couldn't pull my knickers up. What's so here would be coming. I say, Tia, help me. And she, like, just even that. I didn't expect that my children would be help tears helping me. I wouldn't shower. I couldn't bend down. I'm not going to give you too much information here, guys, because there's a room full of people. But, you know, those types of things. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I think it's so important. It's so important, particularly on Instagram, right? You get this idea on social media that it's glossy and beautiful and perfect. And so often it's just, it's not how it looks, right? And I think... That's okay. Like, it cannot be great, but like, we should share those experiences so that other people just don't feel as alone when they're going through it. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think we're winding up to the end now because we're going to have some questions from the audience. But I just, on the end of every Motherkind episode, I always ask the same question. So I'm going to ask it to Kate now, which is if you could give just one gift to all the mothers, and I mean that definition in its broadest sense, what would you give and why? Oh. I would just try and hope they can take on board. Try not to compare yourself to everyone on social media. Whether you're pregnant, you've had a baby, or you've got older kids, the pressure to keep up with what everyone else is doing and think that everyone else has got it together. Just trust your journey. Know that you're doing a good job. That's it. Is that okay? Beautiful. <laughs> trust your journey. That's such nice three words for you all to take away today. And has anyone got any questions for Kate? <laughs> Tia. Tia. <laughs> Do you think it's going to be easier this time when like, you come home? Well, let's hope so, Tia. <laughs> um, last time I had an emergency C-section and I was, you know, I had all the way natural. I was pushing and then it went wrong. So I kind of had both births. I think I know what I'm doing. I'm being hopeful that it might be easier because 
we're all used to it now. We're used to having a baby. I might be a little bit more relaxed. So hopefully, what do you think, Tia? Yeah, it should be good. Let's hope so. <laughs> Tia, what are you most excited about? Uh, when she's like six and I'll be like 18, we can take her to like Bromley and that and we'll go <laughs> Fernando's maybe. We've got, so you're not looking forward to anything for six years? No. <laughs> oh, great. Love your honesty. <laughs> I'm loving it. Honestly, children, you just get the honest truth, don't you? Thanks for the honesty, Tia. So that was the episode. I hope that you really enjoyed it. As ever, if you did, please consider sharing it with your friends and leaving me a review on iTunes. It really does make a difference to the number of mums that we can reach with the brilliant wisdom of the guests I have on. Hi, I'm Lauren. And I'm Nicole. And if you enjoy this show, you will love our podcast, Self Care Club. Every week, we trial a different form of self-care and report back on the results. We've tried everything from cuddle therapy, setting boundaries, laughter yoga, and many more. Two friends who rarely agree on anything, testing out the world of self-care so you don't have to. We've even written a book dedicated to self-care practices that cost you nothing. You can listen to Self Care Club wherever you get your podcasts. Or to purchase our book, search Have You Tried This on Amazon.